This is the Beige and the Bold. I'm Van Velding, and I have watched The Big Goodbye since its title was initially confusing and meant nothing because it's in the middle of season one. And I have tried to understand The Big Goodbye, um, and it's marginally better uh, than Mafia World uh, for the first time. In three, two, one. Engage. That episode was called A Piece of the Action. I blocked it we out. watched it because twice. Because it offended me. It's an offensive episode. It insults it your intelligence. It was silly. It was silly. And that's not a crime. <laughs> it's not, okay. It's, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, kind of is. But then, I mean, it, it's sci-fi, right? I mean, you're you're supposed to... I mean, I guess I can. I'm fine with a sense of humor, but I mean, that's just over the top. Like that is just Willy Wonka over the top. Look, that kind of stuff is not illegal on the clown planet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is a clown planet. Like, you see how I'm not surprised that there's a Star Trek clown planet. Right. I'm not surprised there, because I know there was a mafia world. Yeah, there, there, there was never a clown planet. In no, this, no, there probably is. It's probably somewhere. This. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, here we are having a really great moment between Yeah, this Picard is great. You know, you get to see... I mean, she seems to be the best... Would be the best at... Like, the best person to have in your pocket when you want to learn a thing. Because she, like, she knows where you're pushing your limits, like, empathy-wise. And she's a counselor. Mm-hmm. She knows psychology stuff. So she's like, oh, yeah, okay, look. looks You need to, you need to digest all this junk in your head, man. So just go, go take a load off. Yeah. And the fact that, in many respects, Picard runs the ship, but he also does a lot of diplomatic stuff. Right. And Will Riker's obviously his right-hand man for the ship, and she is his right-hand man for uh, the diplomacy and for the other culture things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it, it does get give you a sense, like, where, where you had um, Kirk, who was just like, hey, I, I've got the riders in my back pocket, so nothing's going to happen to me. Um, with Picard, you kind of feel like the reason why he's able to do the things he's able to do is because of his support structure. Like that's, he's got a good crew rallying around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and clearly he and, he and Commander Riker are the main characters of the show. So this is where we find out he's like a PI book nerd, I guess. I mean, this, I don't know. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love the horrible detective. Like it, it's it's good stuff. Um, I think no. I think what throws me about this is they you know like they they're making a comment on his his attire, and I just I mean these yeah. are computer simulation, right? Like so they should either look past it or you should just be able to like manufacture like whatever his attire is going to be. Yeah, later in this episode, there's a scene where people look at Dave and they're like, oh, no, no, he's totally from South Africa. So everyone sees him <laughs> as being South African. Like, literally the same episode. Right. People are like, oh, yeah, no, we need the holodex to see us a certain way. So, therefore, it's going to – but then it doesn't work here. Yeah, it's just – an it's an excuse to get William Ware Thice nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. Which is worth doing. That's what happened here. Yeah. Um. It's kind of weird the guy that his assistant's work. like, oh, and by the way, she's got good gams. <laughs> and it's like, wait, uh, huh? Like, like, are you are you my wingman? Like, why are you leaving if you're my wingman? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. William Wertheis won an Emmy for this episode. Oh, nominated the and then won. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't entirely wrong, but I was, I was eliminating some of the story here. That's fair. So... Picard loves this, this these books apparently, but he has no idea how this world works. Right, like yeah, he 
he's kind of amazed at certain turns, like the whole Halloween thing. And you'd yeah. think that if he'd read this book, like just one of them, just one of them, he, he would have like some kind of concept of like the world that he's in. Um, and he does, but he's really inconsistent. He's like, oh, I need $20 a day or something like that. So I assume he like picked that up from the fiction or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Halloween for a second? Yeah, sure. Go for it. When I, fir- when I first saw this episode, I'm like, wait a second. Did they have Halloween in the 1940s? Like, how do you have Halloween without mass-produced plastic pajamas and Nixon masks? Uh, well, but apparently, okay. uh, apparently that was something that we got from uh, Scottish and Irish immigrants in the, in the back half of the 19th century. Thank you, Scotland. So, Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. I appreciate that. We all like Halloween because it's a break from reality, especially nerds. Yeah. We, we're smart enough to realize what a raw f***ing deal reality is, so we're big fans of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true story. <laughs> so, plus candy corn. Anyway. Oh, really? You're um, a candy corn person? I, like, I, I, I am I'm a, kind of on the fence. Like, every, sometimes I'm okay with it, but most of the days I'm like, ugh. Let me tell you my candies to build a psychological profile. <laughs> this is where we all learn that he's actually a serial killer. All right, continue. I, I am many things. Valentine's Day, sweethearts, Brock's sweethearts, except no substitutes. Okay. Uh, Easter, Easter is a goddamn hiding egg, which is a dyed candy shell filled with sugar. Okay, so um, wait, no, yeah, but you're a Cadbury egg person, aren't you? Ugh. Nope, don't do Cadburys. Oh, wait, I only do Cadburys if I can't get hiding eggs. Oh, our okay. mutual friend okay. Richard is a Cadbury ah, eggs guy. Ah, yeah, he was the Cadbury eggs guy. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> the lists are gross. I mean, you know, I would eat Cadbury soup. I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Halloween, autumn mix, uh, Thanksgiving pumpkin pie, and then um, for Christmas, it's straight up fucking eggnog. So, I mean, if it's just the fewest pretenses that the sugar has, yeah. as it enters my body within <laughs> some sort of holiday context, yeah. uh, is how I feel about it. So, yeah, I'm an autumn mix guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, that's fair. I mean, um, you just cut out the middleman just, like, buy honey by the gallon and just start chugging it. See, I can do that. That's, that's <laughs> I, know, I know you can. Um, so, um, yeah, here we so yeah, Halloween, this, Halloween was around the th- This girl is is got a death threat on her. Um, which I don't know how you know that. I mean, she looks fine. Like, she doesn't really say anything about it. But he's like, oh, I got a death threat. Oh, how? Ah, reasons. I would look at, like, the mobster. Like, well, what have you been doing then? <laughs> what, have you been, <laughs> what have you been doing that got the, the biggest mobster, which has the coolest name, um, interested in killing you? She has the item. It's a case made of sheer unobtainium, uh, <laughs> kept in in the in the train station on MacGuffin Street. I, w- I, I would have preferred. <laughs> I would have preferred just a knockoff name of like the Maltese Falcon, like maybe like the Colombian Hawk Man thing. Yeah, but like the, something. This whole everything is a knockoff. By the way, yeah. the The title is a knockoff of two different titles. This office is supposed to be the Maltese Falcon office. I looked up pictures online. It's not. Um, his name, I think, is a composition of different private detectives. It's supposed Hill? to be okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be Dixon Steele. Oh, okay. But Remington, Remington Steele was on the was on television at the same time as the oh, show. Okay, yeah. So like illegal issues, he became Dixon Hill, which I think is still the name is great. It's a sterling name. Yeah. So. Uh, so he's got like I, like a, I do thing. kind of like the whiskey glass that holds like I think the I, I love it when like shots tell a story and the whiskey glass that holds. 
your um, company card is a shot that tells a story, and I enjoyed it. That's true. I it's a shot that I never thought twice about uh, in the past thirty years, and you're absolutely right. So, actually, I think it's twenty nine years. I think this. I think this is the first episode of TNG to air in eighty eight. Okay, really? So, um, then, you know, just it, TV seasons cross the the dateline, I guess, about halfway through a season. Right? They begin in August. About midway through is December and January, and they continue. Like, how, how uh, is he remarking on automobiles? Like, I feel like he should know this. In the like, future, <laughs> uh, city blocks are obsolete. Yeah. Like, well, in my mind, everybody lives in like, communes. Like, in like New okay, Hampshire. like they already have, like he said, like, oh, Dixon Hill's coming in. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. But then I would assume that there was just another private investigator simulation that he was cool about. Before this one, and I would expect they had cars. And see, this is the other weird part, where it's like, okay, the simulation's over. Like, your one player's gone. Yeah. So what are we seeing? Like, what is this? Why are we seeing this person, like, bebop along? Other thing. Um, <laughs> Inefficient storage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Inefficient <laughs> energy usage. Uh, so now we have... None of these things are OnStar compliant. So now... <laughs> yeah, no, Energy saver we, compliant. We, we, learned, we learned there was just not a lot of QA in the holodeck. They just... You can really kill yourself. Lady, mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. Yeah. If I want to walk around with lipstick that shouldn't be there, I can, damn it. So here's here's the senior staff meeting where Picard tells everybody about it. Yeah, he's like... He's like hot... Yeah, yeah amazing. he's Minecraft, sir. Yeah, he's, he's just like hijacking a legit meeting about something that... If he fails, we'll, he will go down in history. And he's just he's like, oh, man, it was so real. And he's like, listen, nerd, uh, you should really need to, like, get back onto the thing that you have to do. And I built a giant tower penis out of dirt. <laughs> dirt, David. <laughs> it, 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 had, it had a spiraling staircase. There was some architecture to it. It wasn't just a giant phallus. I mean, there were, there were big parts and small parts. Then a creeper blew it up. It was awful. See, this is weird. Um, this is weird that that he has the lipstick on his face, right? Because we later find out that anything in the hologram can exist outside of the hologram, but the lipstick can somehow. I mean, yeah, no, it should have. The deal is, you got force fields, you got light projections, and then you got actual replicated bullcrap. Um, so, like, they could replicate the lipstick on him for reasons, like yeah. little things you can replicate. Not like a whole person. Yeah. Well, see, like, um, Picard is like, this is like, I remember the first introduction to MMOs. Like, this is like, the first guy that plays an MMO, he comes back to all his friends, like, listen, you gotta buy this game, man. You gotta play on my server, and we can do all this stuff, and it'll be great. And then <laughs> and then some jerk buys a game and goes on a different server. But whatever. I mean, still. Uh, <laughs> that seems like it got real personal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wasn't a specific thing that happened. <laughs> Why would you say uh-huh. that? Right, so here we're talking about the Harada, which we never see on screen because um, because shy. it's too expensive. They're probably shy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, this um, is kind of interesting that, uh, you, know, it, you know, they just kind of went to Levin on like, oh, look, this is a, a hyper-bureaucratic insect race. Um, yeah. And they're, they're just offended about your lack of ability to follow their protocol. And that's kind of neat. Yeah. I, it I, is. I, I I wish there was a little bit more, but it's fine. What they have is fine. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, the Harada are there exactly as much as the Harada need to be there. I mean, I would have um, liked a little more, but that's just a personal preference. You're right. Like they, they have enough. I like how he joins the meeting when Data's like, "Please tell me how you're going to embarrass everybody again." Like, why shouldn't we? <laughs> why why shouldn't we do this over and over and over? That's what my computer mind tells me. 
Yeah, so I that was that was a pretty pointless staff meeting. Like we yeah. know it was just to discuss the Minecraft because everyone knew those <laughs> plot points except for the audience. Right, right. Uh, I think it, um, I think it is funny how um, how Jordy's kind of schooling him like in the streetwise. Like, no, listen, listen, dude. Like, if you knew anything about humans, you know that you don't have to watch that again. Like, everybody knows what's up. So I'm. I am less enthusiastic about this because it requires more data Sherlock Holmes garbage, which let me tell you, drink. Oh, really? Um, really? <laughs> I don't want it to be a thing. I was hoping it wouldn't be a thing. I don't. I thought he just, I like, just, weirded out, like, that one episode and called it done. I am sorry. I am Aww. so, so sorry. Uh, nope. <laughs> why, yeah, why, I mean, why did we even have to go with the pretense of, like, his eyes? It's like, all right, listen, I'm just going to, like... I'm just going to jack in here. Increase speed. Like, doesn't he have this he, preset? Like, he has his own profile on this mainframe or whatever it is. Like, they should, the, he should know he should read it at, like, three times speed, like, by default. It's it's the language of television, yeah. which I say because I'm contractually obligated to say that <laughs> at least once a season. Yeah, no, but you do have to show the audience that he is capable of interpreting these things. Right. Um, thing. It's like... Look, if hey, if you're the, the, the chief medical officer, yeah, this poor man's giant. <laughs> if if you're the chief medical officer, and the captain kill your husband, and he wants you to role play with you, <laughs> with him, you figure he let you get off work ten minutes early so you could join him with the rest of the crew, right? Right, right yeah, no, for sure. She's like, no, nah, there's a kid with space aids. I gotta stay late and work on it. <laughs> nah, his mom's really breathing down my throat. She's crying, <laughs> doing the whole thing in the in the waiting room. So I, I just I gotta go. But she's still wearing the, the costume, so, like, the 40s th- costume. Is... She's like, look, I got a thing after this. Sorry about your son's space age. I got to be <laughs> I got a With the captain, like, right after this. Stop. I'm already late. I have a hard stop at seven. I'm sorry. Your kid's still, <laughs> kid still got space aids. Um, I, I got to go. Um, <laughs> so this is weird. Like, he just goes. Did he fast forward into the narrative? Like, why aren't they in his office? Um, I would expect him oh. to be at their office. And then they they go gallivanting or whatever he's doing. Um, Look, no, no one's going to be good at programming holodecks until going to have to ask you to guess what series makes people good at. at oh, DS Nine, DS Nine. It's Deep Space Nine. Yeah, <laughs> all the good stuff. All the good stuff happens in Deep Space Nine. So I <laughs> good s- things happen here. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, like this dude, this dude right here, the newspaper salesman. I've I've seen him before. Like he's like yeah. in everything, isn't he? You know, he's a well-known character actor. He will be in uh, Star Trek again. Oh, cool. Actually. And he's going to have a much better part. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just, I, I like, I like the, the things, the characters that he plays. He always plays, like, just this kind of, like, street guys, kind of wise guys. Yeah, what are you talking about? Ah, like. <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. You instantly like him. I, um, yeah. also, they do actually. <laughs> yeah, like, like how he's a, like, are these idiots, like, amazed at baseball? They don't know about baseball? <laughs> like, he's. He's ready to deck one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they they reveal later in Star Trek canon that Buck Bokai from the London Kings is the one who breaks that record in the 21st century. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, just a treat for those of you who've already watched Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, they, they close the loop on this, this little... Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, retrofuturism, as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So uh, nice tan, yeah. He got the, <laughs> apparently there. There's green light in Africa. I don't know. Like maybe just, they just can't uh, see colors. Hitler on the move. 
It's inconsistent. Yeah, that sounds like Trouble in the Horizon. Yeah, but we're not worried about so, that. I do so like the card turns right to. This. Yeah. I do like how this dude here. He's like, she's a page from the book, right? And he's like, hey, don't worry about it, man. Nothing. There's no stakes here, dude. Like, we could let we could just go on a shooting spree right now. Let's kill this dude. Let's, we can kill this guy right now. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not worried about it. That's that's a guy that that basically uses this for GTA seventy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, like this, I, I would love to like just. Tame. I think you could have a whole like spinoff episode where it's just like the IT security guy having to go through like hollow deck logs and like see if anyone like is uh, showing like criminal behavior <laughs> and like, <laughs> like you know just like an episode. I feel like you get at least three seasons out of that where it's just like. Um, I'm not supposed to look at the captain's holodeck log. You tell me not to. I'm gonna check it out. Oh wow, he, he had an orgy after killing, you know, 50 babies. Yeah, I guess we got to report him. <laughs> Wasn't there an NCIS or a CSI or or a goddamn Law and Order that was all about cyber and it was terrible and we hated it? <laughs> about cyber? Don't do that. Don't say cyber. <laughs> Don't say the cyber. <laughs> it was all about the cyber. The cyber was everywhere. It was so dangerous. The cyber. <laughs> Tremendous danger. The cyber. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but you know there is an episode that yeah. you're describing. There's like one an episode like, which there's like a whole bunch of butts in Law and Order. It, it kind of became somewhat internet famous. What what I'm saying is that in there will be an episode in which like how a person uses the holodeck reflects on their psychology. Ah, interesting. And that you're going to see that episode. In Star Trek: The Next Generation, it's actually was, in this I was, series. I thought you were going to go for the hat trick. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is interesting, right? So the Harada is not part of like the Federation, and apparently they've weaponized scanning technology. <laughs> like their just, scanning technology they, can they just have, like wreck all of the things on the Enterprise, including the holodeck. Just the holodeck. It's just we don't a very know. There could probably scanner. be like a sewage. You know, recycling system that's just made all of the the toilets on port three or whatever just unusable. Just you know, filth. Like, like just little, absolute filth everywhere. The little head that's on the backstage right of the bridge is clogged up. There's just an incident in there trying to make it flush. The ball God pits, all the balls in the ball This pit wasn't me, it was the Harada. <laughs> all the balls in the ball pit have melted. It's just one big wax you know, brown blah. I mean, that's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, here, here we go. She She's, like, dressing the part. I, I, I guess everyone has, like, these weird... I love this. I love how it's, like... we First of all, we get some quality door acting. Um, yeah. So, that that's great. You know, we get some uh, some acting lessons from the doors, you know. I mean, he's yeah. got a big part. You know, he's the door to the holodeck. Um, yeah, yeah. But the other thing... I, I, I assume is, they have a continuous history. Like, she just, like, okay, I'm going into this thing that can completely write realities... Oh, a basic function like the door is not working. Eh, I'm going anyway. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? She is remarkably good at ignoring red flags <laughs> yeah. and remarkably bad at purses. Yeah, were well, there that, ever any that purses purse, like that? That purse is not. I, you can't make me believe that purse is from the 1920s. That's I have a hard. That's a hard swallow. I mean, if a woman with that purse fell in the Pacific Ocean and then invented surfing. Yeah, no, I would she buy it. Yeah. Like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's how we did this. You can at least use it as a wakeboard. <laughs> like, look at this. It's girl. like, oh gosh, that was terrible. <laughs> I fell like, off the boat and I had to ride my own purse back to shore. But <laughs> yeah. God, this is a, this was actually fun, guys. Yeah, yeah. We should, we should do, do this more often. with bigger boards. 
So this is kind of funny. Yeah. I, I don't know really what this scene's about. Like, they both are giving, like, dagger eyes at each other. But she's kind of, like, the, the socially awkward one. But she's trying to pretend to be like her. Like, do her mannerisms. I, I assume... I don't, I don't know what in, that's about. Maybe I'm terrible because of the fishnets, the bright red, the fact that she's in a police station. I believe she may be a lady of the night. Oh, right? so maybe she thinks she might be a lady? Is that why she's covering her cleavage kind of thing? I don't know, man. Maybe there's a class distinction there that she picks up on that Beverly doesn't. I don't know. So, uh... Yeah, I, I, but I think it was cute how they were like, ooh, let me go help. Let me, I can get interrogated. I'm a good interrogatee. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's cute. I, I unironically liked that part where everybody <laughs> wants to be part of what's happening yeah, yeah. Uh, in the show. Um, I mean, and, you know, it's, we, and it's cool, like when friends get together and they're like, "Hey, yeah, let's do the let's do the big event together." I mean, that's <laughs> totally a thing. Yeah, when they're when they're cognizant of what's happening and enthusiastic about it, and they're having fun together, I like that. When they're game for the holodeck, I'm game with them. I'm game for the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like this is just like Mafia World by just a more palatable distinction. You know that it's like, hey, look, it's a simulator. Yeah. It's not really Mafia World, so we can actually turn it up to eleven, and Derek won't get mad at us. <laughs> um, I, I'm a, I'm a little peeved, but I'm, I, I'm, it's I can swallow it a bit better because it's at least realistic. Uh, so unlike I, this, and the thing story. is, is Sorry. that um, the thing is, is that. They had the holodeck, so they could have episodes like this. So they could do uh, Rome Planet or Gangster Planet right. or Nazi Planet uh, without the contrivances of planets with completely yeah. parallel cultures. Yeah, that. yeah. Apparently um, every class in planet they've ever found evolved exactly like Earth, except for one small distinction. It's like 10% of them. Anyway, <laughs> so... But once it's no longer a real planet, you're like, oh, well, nothing yeah. matters because yeah. it's obviously make-believe. So, but, like, th- but then you start no wondering, like, why you like, like, I, it's hard to like this. I've, I've heard I've, this is this is one of the things I've experienced outside of watching Star Trek that there are a lot of holodeck episodes with the holodeck malfunctions because um, it has to, right? Otherwise, and, and there's so no threat. It's, it, it's kind of the thing that it's like, well, I mean, really, do we always have? I mean, like, like, or just is there just like one company that makes holodecks and they just do it <laughs> rapidly because there's no competition? Like, is that what's happening? Yeah, um, it's just uh, contrivances which happen in the plot, and we'll we're she gonna see him. Powder. She's trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. how to like fix her face. I guess. I just and that seems it seems like something you could one completely ignore because you can control how holograms see people. Yeah. Two tutorialize if necessary. Like she wears makeup anyway, and maybe that's just because of the HDness. Yeah, that well, I mean, that. I, I, maybe her makeup is just like a wand that just like lasers it, lasers like molecule thick makeup on her face in like a preset manner. I like how oh, yeah. his pickup line is just like looking at her creepily and like, "Here, you want some gum?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I got two tickets to things. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Dorsey, man. Don't you don't want to see Tommy Dorsey? Yeah. I mean, like, why would you buy two tickets? Like, did you just, like, or, like, how many people have you made this offer to already? Dude, look, he's in a customer-facing role. Uh, he's in a position of authority. Okay, if you're, he's not bad looking. If you're, he can just be like, I'll <laughs> buy two tickets, pick up a dame at the station. Um, you know, if nothing else, he'll pay the other lady 25 bucks. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. There were some times. I like this little doohickey like, gadget. I like, I like that there's, like, yeah, a special good. tool that lets you see inside of the holodeck from the outside. Um, yeah. All, all, although, so it does make you think. Okay, that, like, one. Yep. 
I don't think you can see into the holodeck because I think that's a real dangerous thing. <laughs> it lets you see into the holodeck circuitry. Well, I mean, it's yeah, a... who knows what, what he's actually seeing. I mean, um, but I mean, because he, he's able to somehow, like, derive the state of what's behind those doors from, like, his eye holes that he's looking into. So maybe Fair he's enough. not, maybe he's, like, looking at the code, like, it's a cipher situation. Like, I don't even see the code <laughs> anymore. I'm just blonde, brunette, redhead, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Look at this. This is kind of cute. He's like, oh, yeah, well, if I leave town. Well, not last time, because apparently when you left. God damn it, Jean-Luc. Stay in character, for <laughs> sake. God, commit to it. This is the worst parts of this episode where they don't get it. Yeah, and like, here's where the other thing. Like, he's going he's gonna to start, he's going to try to smoke the cigarette. And it's like, can you get, can you get holodeck cancer from a holodeck cigarette? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, not from like one smoke. If you well, go into yeah, the holodeck, like, he and... has to know. He has to know it's bad for him, right? Like, what? What's he doing? Look, red meat's bad for you. It's okay to eat red meat. It's well, okay, okay to smoke every it's... so often. <laughs> red red meat's bad for you in the sense that it's bad to not look both ways before you cross the street. Not hey, there's carcinogens in every puff you take. Okay, one. This is a 20th century episode, so don't even joke about not looking both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> The first time these people go back in time, they're going to get hit by a car almost. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that crap. If, they go to the Jim whale, Kirk is any indication. They always have to <laughs> hit, be... the, hit the top of the hood and get really mad at the driver. <laughs> hey, I'm walking in. Because they don't look both ways. Yeah, they do not look both ways. It's correct. Even so when they're I, in a group. So anyway, this romance they try to make happen. And <sighs> I, I hope you will feel happy knowing that the intensity of time they devote to this uh, drops off. Yay! In the in the in the near future, yay! But then it picks back up, and it Aww. ends up being a very good relationship that they build. Okay, interesting. These two guys I, build a very good relationship. Well, it's one of my favorite relationships of the show. I mean, I love the I love the hook. I love that they both had a friend that's dead, and like, because yeah. like you can have feelings for another person. Like, look, we had feelings for the dude too. He's gone. Um, I, you know, I care about you. I want good things to happen to you, etc. Yeah. Um, but you don't. And so you love each other. You're just like, you know, I want good things, but maybe that happens. It takes you off guard. I mean, <laughs> I love how these guys are all like, <laughs> yeah. And then like, and like just, oh man. <laughs> Brent Spiner Beverly Crusher like, speaks I for I got to turn it up to 11. I, I, <laughs> I, in all of my perusing, there was actually this one file on 26th Street Accents. <laughs> and so I totally, um, I downloaded that file and I'm taking ganders. So, um, the thing is, is that, one da- Davis oh, character. This guy, this never guy yeah, he is like he is creepy, isn't he? Yeah, no, he nails it. Yeah, he nails, nails it. like being like he's just like that whole like I'm I'm the kind of creepy that likes to like tear the skin off of you and watch you bleed to death as my evening entertainment. Yeah, like they like they talk about um Yeah, look at that. Pulling the like wings he just stops flies. talking, his eyes get wide, he's like, Yeah, oh, I got a gun, remember? Yeah. So now what? what is it? Well, I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, he doesn't have a very forceful personality. So, like, despite there being so little in this character, you immediately kind of understand that he's part of the crime syndicate. Right. So that he can push people around for once. Right, right. And you're like, there's almost no effort put into that characterization, yet it works really well. Yeah, like, um, th- there's something kind of written as, like, the... Like the the small guy that carries kind of like who's got like a ugly organization to back him or if you're just willing to do something nasty then um then people will respect you kind of deal yeah, yeah. Like, it's just good because like at first you think he's a pushover but like he just 
So just picture this. You see how they're all smiling and then they kind of yeah. they get like really, really happy and that kind of stuff. Isn't that like an aberrant Team Red kind of vibe? Like I kind of feel like <laughs> they're all just like, yeah, sure, whatever. You can take the hit. Like they're all just kind of nonchalant <laughs> about like this dude with a gun. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's an aberrant Team Red thing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to climb down the rabbit hole, absolutely. I, I, like, that's their entire purpose. Look at this. For, for the Aberrant Team we used to run. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where there was an entire division of characters devoted to just dealing damage, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, credit where credit is due was stolen from Warren Ellis's run with Stormwatch. Yeah, this, but, is, uh, this is also true. But still, you know, it is funny yeah. that how, like, um, the only one that didn't expect that the one, only one that expected that to happen was the dude with the gun. <laughs> and they're all like, why are you surprised? I told, of course I shot him. <laughs> He's like, are you people crazy? Do you just not get what's happening? Yeah. And I just... Their, um, their, their lack of understanding. I like how his like second go-to move after pulling the gun is, I'm going to go tell Redblock. He's going to be sorry. Yeah. And, like I'm just like brought back to like kindergarten where it's just like... yeah. Um, no, I got the big bully on my side, and he's he's gonna be mad that you hit me. But that's his character. That's Legion's character, and yep. it's very effectively presented to us. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely an archetype. It's an archetype somewhere that kind of makes you feel um, like that. You know, like the existence of that is just kind of pervasive in reality. Um, yeah. We 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 rent it. Well, why is he asking the computer? I thought he could see the exits. Can he see through all of this stuff? Um, I, I assume he has an inertial guidance system, which is why he could see the wall and encounter Farpoint. Uh-huh. And why he can sort of navigate around it. Because he sort of, despite all the, the mimicry of the holodeck, there are two doors here. They're in a finite space, and he yeah. kind of understands where that space is. Yeah. Uh, better than people do. Yeah, you know. Because he's well, data. He's it's, a a nice, it's a nice touch, for sure. Yeah. And I think we may have mentioned it earlier. I think this is the only episode where we see Yar in command. Because um, there's a oh, yeah, because Riker, yeah, Riker has to go like for some reason or another. Like, <laughs> it's like, ha, yeah. ah, so Picard's not gonna be the one that goes down to history. You will, Riker. Suck it, baby face. Yeah. It just, um, I don't know. It just, it's just weird that they're like, okay, look, Picard's indisposed. Let's just get a Teddy Ruxpin up here. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Then. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> there's like a recording, just a recording of Picard. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like why? And like, and now that I'm saying it out loud, like, why didn't they do that beforehand? Like, he could have just lip synced this whole thing. Like, they didn't, <laughs> just, they didn't even see his lips. He just like said it. It's so, like, listen, we'll, you'll record it, and it'll be. I like this. It's cute. He's like, oh yeah. It's funny. It's I, a power cord. I get it now. The the part where they try to do fish so out of water the, crap here. He knows this, work. but he doesn't know automobiles, really? Anyway, sorry. He's amazed by automobiles. Yes, yeah, but, but power cords and outlets, he's like, no, I got this. I know what outlets are. Yeah, and I mean, I assume that comes from his spotty reading of Dixon Hill in the <laughs> yeah. past. Like, maybe he's a poser. But, maybe he's a Dixon Hill poser. Like, he's not really... I mean, look, if you're a fan of something, you're a fan of something, okay? I'm not going to, like qualify that but i'm just saying he may not be f- intimately familiar with the full canon of dixon hill well, it's fine to be a fan of something and then there's to be a fan of something and there's like i'm a fan because i want to be part of a group but i don't really care about dixon hill things so th- this is lawrence tierney being a really good cyrus yeah Redblock. i, I love I really the name like cyrus guy. redlock and he looks it i kind of wish his hat was maroon like a darker <laughs> maroon than like a brown because I feel like that would like drive home the red block thing. You know what I mean? Because he's got like the the taupe beige suit, um, but just like that splash of red would have just kind of 
told your mind like, oh yeah, there's something there's something odd about this cat. Look, Cyrus Redblock is not an idiot, and if if he com- he knows that any criminal who commits too solidly to a theme will get punched <laughs> out by the Batman. Yeah, all, all like, he knows the like rules. if you walk around with a red skull, you're gonna get punched <laughs> either by Captain by the Batman America problem. or Batman. I mean, look, he's a gangster. This is clearly Captain America's wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, Batman's wheelhouse. Yeah, that's also true. It was like, look, let's... I like how excited hey. he gets. Like, Ooh, I get to shoot another one, boss. Hey, boss, you got you got us going to give us big red block costumes? No, goddamn it. Batman <laughs> notices if you do that. I'm just going to be We've a regular this gangster. conversation. If we're all in taupe suits, <laughs> someone's going to know. They're going to tell the Batman the Batman's going to come after us. Um. Uh, I like this. This is a good scene. It's like, ah, yeah, no, I was just, um, you know, stopping by, saw your light on, figured you were in late. Guess I was Yeah, right. and, you know, he sets that up earlier. He's like, you know, we haven't gotten a drink in a long time. Yeah. You should come around with the wife and get some dinner. So they're friends of some kind because I presume Dixon Hill used to be a cop himself. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense so. that a good PI was knows how the inner workings of a criminal investigation go down in one way or another. Either just like a yeah. really big protocol nerd or, um, you know, or he was a cop. It helps to have connections in the department. What What is, like, can Data get shot? Do we know this? Do we know if Data can get shot and, like, live? Like, is he, like, bowing <sighs> up to Cyrus? He's like, yeah, whatever, shoot me. It doesn't matter. I'm a robot. One, one second. I got to take a, I like a deep drink before I <laughs> <mark this. laughs> Slam three shots of tequila. Okay, it all started. <laughs> okay, in the canon of Star Trek... <laughs> According to Memory Alpha. Sorry, continue. (laughs) An arrow goes into Data at one point. Goes right into it. An arrow, really? Okay. An arrow. And he's like, yo, uh, I'm not really bleeding, but it's not good for me. But but it was was a miss, basically. Yeah. Um, You didn't hit anything important. Yeah. Um, He mentions in uh, The Naked Now that that if you prick him, he does bleed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember that. And then finally, in one of the movies, uh, which we're all pretty happy to ignore, but still happened. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> he gets shot like a billion times with a machine gun for reasons. <laughs> a for machine goddamn gun. stupid reasons. <laughs> all right, all God, right. One second, one second. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's not clear, but I'm, I'm a fan of no, not really. Yeah, okay. Although technically the answer is it depends on where you shoot him. Yeah, um, I mean, I I I, I, would, I can buy that. Even like an android has like parts that can like if they if it gets blown up or messed with, like even T one thousand T one thousand had battery cells. If you rip them all out, he's dead. Or chips if you rip out, he's dead. Um, I just um, you know if you're trying to make a sentient human that can interact with humans, you don't need to stick five layers of fucking Kevlar in there. You yeah, know? yeah, no, that's a true story. You just you you put some muscles and you throw some flesh on top. Don't even bother to fucking color it. So apparently. this is really interesting, and like I feel like the real like like this whole story of just like oh a uh, a good time in the holodeck gone awry um, isn't really selling me. But what would have been great is like hey are the things in the holodeck like alive? Like that's an interesting question, and if you could address it in an episode, yeah, that'd be great. And so here we have this dude who's like. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Um, they're saying they're part from another world. Let's hear them out. Let's see what's up. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that, yeah. that, that is clearly not in his programming. So how does he how does he okay that in his internal 
mind. I like this. He's just he shows well, like how how ruthless he can be. Yeah, and you like you like Red Block as a villain. He's a good villain. Yeah, he is a really good um, villain for sure. So, because he's clever, you know, he's like killing is immoral. Killing for a purpose is ingenious. You're like, there's so much to unpack with that. Yeah, no, there is, and um, it's like he's done that before with whiskey and a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so um so anyway yeah and they they at the very end of this episode they're like oh are the holograms yeah alive? they open this and you're huge like, can of worms and you're like whoa totally. what at the end really and the, yeah they, they barely pay any attention to it we're gonna yeah. bitch about that when we get to it yeah 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 for so sure. <laughs> until the meantime i think there's some basic reasoning and interaction algorithms that are like, work here on, i think doctor, these guys are dr crusher you could have totally like like tackle him or something he wasn't even looking yeah i um i don't like how kind of helpless she is like she's just kind of cringing away yeah but, but i mean i mean it's okay it's fine i mean i i don't know like i just I, it's okay to be I afraid ha- of a gun but at the same time you, you, at some point in time you have to fight or flight right exactly and a lot, a lot of the criticism of tng is that a lot of the explicit messaging is women and men are equal you know women are great um and some of the implicit messaging in TNG is, and eh, yeah, but not really. Yeah. Um, and that's something that Gates McFadden, who plays Doctor Crusher, fought uh, fought for. She's like, look, I want to have a more aggressive role. I want to do uh, less typically feminine things. I want to break out of that's good. you know I'm typical glad. feminine Prop, roles. Props to you, Gates McFadden. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I'm not, no, no, I no, mean, no, no, I don't good. know if she she it's will never she will never listen to this ever. But let's pretend yeah. on the weird... Like, I love how... <laughs> is this like a dog whistle? Like a Klingon whistle? Like, he's just ready to fight something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what just happened? I don't know. So, um, but yeah, no, it is good. I, I do respect Gates McFadden for that. You have uh, three women in, you know, in Star Trek The Next Generation, right? And each of them and how they deal with their careers and the fame and, and sexism in Hollywood, they all deal with it in very different ways. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about as we get closer to the end of the season. Um, yeah, so this, and it's, this is frustrating. This is frustrating. Hey, listen, I, there's this protocol. Um, if I do it wrong, um, everything could die. And it's like, yeah. okay, um, do you need more? Ti- <laughs> do you need more time? And he's like, no. I'm like, no. That's dumb. You're dumb. Like, like there, <laughs> there's no way more. Like, if you could give the dude more time, there's no way you can't improve your odds. Like, I, I just refuse I, to accept this. Such an idiot thing to say. I mean, you you could beam them out. You could beam in additional yeah. people. You could just cut power to the holodeck. Or, or instead of like relying on this thirteen-year-old who read the logs, why don't you find the dude that's required for maintaining this thing, and then you like get just... him to work on it? Like, obviously, you should have seen it before, right? <laughs> I just it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it just the... the Wesley thing kind of feels forced to me. Like it's, no. it's just been forced down our throats, and I just I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't really feel like it's a Wesley thing. Um, I get how, yes, Wesley is a Mary Sue. He is being forced. He's being pushed uh, in the vernacular. But the deal is, is that, you notice there's no hallway outside of here? Like, there's a hallway and there's a wall directly across from the thing. Yeah. Um, it's worthy of no just for continuity gaff. But the deal, like, for me, the issue is the contrived necessity of making the holodeck incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Like, like it's... But because it's all, like, on a play set, like, nothing's really that important. Yeah. So. And it's like, you know, you don't even have to make this a life or death thing. You could just, like, hey, listen, we're we're having trouble getting him out. And, like, it could just be a thing where you can't find the exit. And, like, maybe, I don't, like, that. that's it. Like, 
the the only conflict here is the the captain not being present to give like the speech. Like that's exactly. the conflict. So it doesn't have to be people are dying. It could just be like, hey, like I'm goofing off having a good time and everyone else can't get to me kind of deal. Like yeah. my pager's off deal kind of thing. That's your ticking clock. That's your ticking clock. Right. And that's your consequence. And that's enough. You don't need to like, oh, we're going to evaporate half of the main cast because you're not going to evaporate half of the main cast. Don't, don't yeah, pretend. Yeah, don't exactly. Lie. Don't pretend to me crap. that you're going to kill, like in episode 11, you're going to kill um, like three of the main cast. This is not going to happen. There's no way you can So here it. they all, here they are in the hallway. Yeah. So Oh, um, yeah, that hallway all the way to the right. It's got a door. It's not a wall. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's and, so, you know, I love is, how he has this bit, this whole like evil demon that's been tricked bit. Like, like you can't do this to me. You know who I am. I'm, I'm Beelzebub. Gosh, damn it! Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I think it's yeah. great that he had that little monologue. It, it, it appeals to me. Yeah. And good data stuff. Where data is basically a superhuman person. Yeah. Like, yeah like, oh, whatever. and by the way, you know, I am not a human. <laughs> I'm not from Africa, actually. <laughs> South America. And, oh yeah, Sorry. yeah, South America. And so this is funny. He's like, "Can I have your permission?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sure, go for yeah. it." And, like, I assume, like, he doesn't even, like, take a step into it. And the dude's, like, laid yeah. out. Like, I assume, like, his jaw just become dislocated from his skull. <laughs> I, I mean, he's just demonstrated superhuman strength, right? With his index finger and his pinky, he built, <laughs> he bent cold steel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a thing. So, he had to have just, like, killed that dude. <laughs> and now that, uh, and now that we've resolved all of our conflicts, basically. Yeah. We have to, we have to um, say goodbye. It's like... Will I be okay? Is it going to hurt? Who knows? Later. Peace out. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, we can have fun. And that, that's what all the data stuff is. It's, it's having fun. And, like, you take, you, you wrap up the things. But, you know, uh, scientist Schmuckatelli there, he's going to survive. He's going to be fine. Uh, who, who, gives a, who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. So now, now we kind of get into the, like, suddenly out of nowhere uh, ideas, quote unquote, behind this episode. Yeah, like, like I don't understand. Like, he could have, they could have done a whole, like, here's looking at you, kid, kind of thing. They and like, have. like, hey, see you later. Like, kind of deal. It was, it was nice talking with you or whatever. And that was it. But he's <laughs> like, do I have a wife and kids? You know, I can't, I can't, I, am I programmed this way? Like, and it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's way too big a can of worms to just open up right here. And then immediately close. Yeah. Because it's like, I, it's like a Richard Ayoade thing uh, in Dark Place, yeah. where like <laughs> yeah. the character that he plays, who's playing another character, can't act. Right, right. So like, there's a wrap up scene like this one, and he's like, "Oh gosh, of all the things, not 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 Richard Ayoade, given the character, like all the things." And then we do stuff. How? What do you feel about that Richard Ayoade's character? Yeah. No, and then he just turns and walks out. <laughs> And that's exactly how I feel about this scene. Yeah. Where it's like, am I going to be alive? Will I continue to exist? Am I sentient? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but nobody cares. No one important cares, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Go f*** yourself. Computer delete program. <laughs> yeah. no, he's like, no, listen, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to, now that everything's back, all the cards are back in place, I'm going to show you how much power I have. Uh, just delete computer delete this dude <laughs> let me tell you something though I am a fool every time people gotta go to the bridge in some kind of not uniform yeah I think it's just great I love it do you really like, I'm an idiot for um, this this is this is just kind of throws me that he's just able like 
Like, he just had a guy almost die, and, like, he didn't... Like, he was essentially in a sand trap, he didn't know who was going to get out of it. He comes yeah. out, and he's, like, just nails it, and just, like, drops the <laughs> mic. And he's like, what now? Like, all of human diplomacy with this race, like, he just nails it. And then... <laughs> And then it's like, how does that happen? Like you were, you were more stressed when you came out than when you went in. Yeah. But that's the point. That's what Troy was saying, right? You're over preparing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he nails it. He's ready. He's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's what, that what she was, that, that is what she was saying that like, he actually, he's, yeah. he does have it. He just doesn't know that he has it kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm sure a little more practice would have been fine, but, um, you know, there there was no time to be like, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I got to do it one more time. Yeah, yeah. You know, the situation was upon him, and, and he committed went, to it, and yeah. he did it without reservations. Like, maybe this isn't going to be the best, but I'm gonna do it 100. percent And if it's wrong, it's wrong. It yeah. doesn't matter how confidently I do it. Uh, I got to do it with all the confidence I got. So I I think it's kind of a jerk move to say, hey, Data, you can't you can't jump back into character, but here I am about to jump back into character. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. That's completely is, fair. Do you is know that, why? Is that a captain's prerogative? <laughs> That's a captain's prerogative, oh, okay. sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm say the difference is two. Uh, o four to o six. That's oh, the difference. Okay. It's two. Right. <laughs> two ranks. All right, that's fair. So um, next week we got data lore. Data uh, do, lore. I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry. Do you want to do a wrap up on this, or are we good? Um, no, no, we're good. It's just uh, at, like I'm glad it wasn't Mafia Planet when I saw when I saw like the yeah. period piece, like three piece suits. I'm like, no, don't do this to me again. Like you were supposed People to be pure. <laughs> I mean, we do talk about how new TNG episodes are very similar to yeah uh, original series episodes, and this tracks almost all of the ones we've seen up to this point can be tracked one to one. Yeah, that's true. With original series um, episodes, the uh, you know, but I mean, you know, as we kind of discuss, it's a bit more palatable that it's a simulation than just a planet evolving just so um yeah so um it, it, i mean I, I i have my problems with it but uh it's fine it's whatever i mean i i wouldn't watch it again if i have to <laughs> <laughs> the difference is irrelevant <laughs> yeah. so, data right, so lore. Ne- next up is data lore data lore so um here we see um netflix shows me data looking at amazement at like a head which I assume is also his, like a hand, um, you know, in the background. So at least, it, you know, if one or two things happen, I guess Data has found kind of like the Data Factory <laughs> where they make all the little Datas, <laughs> or or like Data has uh, been doing some very creepy stuff in his like R and R time. Um, trying to become more human <laughs> by grafting human parts to himself. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. All of those things happen in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. I don't even, I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. And until then, remember, remember Randy. Randy.